One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Kylie Camps, and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 82. Today's podcast is a solo episode and it's one that truthfully I've sat down to record at least six times and each time I've started to record it and then I end up walking away from it. And I guess the reason I've walked away from recording it in the past is that it just hasn't felt like the right time. And it's one that I've been really reflecting on. And the reason I do want to record this episode and share these lessons that I have learned personally for myself is because during this past year, when I listen to other women open their hearts and be vulnerable and share the things that they have learned during their own hard times, it provides me with an enormous amount of comfort reassurance, confidence, and also hope. And so in recording this podcast, my hope is that by sharing some of these lessons, it will land, it will resonate with one person out there who needs to know or needs to hear or just can take something from from my ramblings. So I appreciate you listening and I will do my best with this episode. Before we get stuck into it, I wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode, number 82, is brought to you by my friends over at Nutra Organics. I'm such a fan of Nutra Organics. I've been using their products for a really, really long time and I just stand by everything that they believe in. And so for this month, I do have a discount code to share with you for their products. And before I tell you a little bit about their products... I'll just share that code with you so that you can write it down in your phone notes or grab a pen and paper. It's a simple one. And the code is Kylie Podcast, all in capitals, and that will give you 15% off the Nutra Organics range, which really is quite a saving if you're purchasing a few items. And they're also so amazing with really speedy delivery. So jump over to their website. If you just type Nutra Organics into your browser there and use that code Kylie Podcast, you'll save 15%. So given that we are moving into the cooler months, I wanted to touch on immunity health. 
and just mention that a couple of products Neutral Organics have created and have in stock right now have been designed with your immunity and your family's wellness at the forefront of their mind. They have a collection of different broths. I have the vegetable broth right now and I use it so much. I use it when I'm cooking the kids pasta. I'll use it sometimes just to also season roasted vegetables. I have pumpkin roasting in my oven right now with the broth on top of it. And it's a really, really delicious blend. And if you're not particularly fond of chicken or beef broth, then the vegetable option is a great one. They also have amazing products like the super greens and reds powders. Now, if you are struggling to get enough vitamins and minerals into your day, which is tricky to do sometimes, I definitely recommend trying their super greens and reds. It is a powder that you can add to your water, your juice, or your smoothies, and it's a formulation featuring a really nourishing blend of organic fruit, vegetables, sprouts, and herbs with the added benefit of prebiotic fibers in the protein base. Personally, I like to just take a small shot of it. I just add it with a little bit of water and shot it down of a morning, and I know, okay, I've gotten a good dose of greens and reds into me. So definitely check out that product for immunity boosting. And I've mentioned Collagen Beauty and Collagen Build before. I'm a really big fan of both of these products. And in particular, at this time of year, Collagen Beauty is great because it contains your vitamin C, your zinc, and it really supports your gut health. So with any healthcare products, of course, Always feel free to check with your own personal healthcare provider, your own naturopath, but I definitely love so many of the Nutra products. I'm also going to throw in here, I'm going to just mention that I am obsessed with their clean protein powders and I just whip them into, rather than having a protein shake, which it's still delicious doing that, but as like a little dessert, I just whip some protein powder with some almond or cashew or macadamia milk and make like a little cookie dough texture and it is delicious and it hits the spot or you can use it to flavor like a banana ice cream they just have so many good things on their website so that code again is kylie podcast for 15% off store-wide with the nutra organics range i hope that you enjoy any goodies that you get from them make sure you let me know as well on instagram if you end up placing an order and what you decide to get and what you think of it i always love to hear now back to this podcast. I feel like I'm kind of even trying to put off recording it still just by talking more and more about Nutra, but I do love their products. So a couple of things that I wanted to share, some lessons that I have certainly learned over the last year in going through a separation. And it has been really hard. And just today, someone sent through a message on Instagram saying, you know, that you make being a single parent look easy. And my response, like my initial gut response to that was, oh, like this, nothing about separating has been easy. And then my my next response was, even though I'm separated and I am a single woman who is also a mum, I still very, I still feel very supported in parenting 
because we have shared custody. So it's a, I guess it's a weird one because I am technically a single mum, but the kids have two parents who love them so much and who are so hands-on and so involved that when it comes to the parenting side of things, I still, I, I, I'm not doing it on my own. Um, so yeah, it was, it's a weird, it's all, it's all weird, (laughs) but through hard times, there are always opportunities to learn lessons and like any, any challenging time in life, whether that is when you become a new mum or whether it's, um, you know, natural disasters or losing a loved one or whatever it might be, you will have moments where you just go through it and you just grit your teeth and it's just moment by moment and you just head down, bums up, one foot in front of the other. And then there are other times amongst those challenges where you really can see that there are lessons to be learnt. And when you come up against yourself time and time and time again, it's hard not to see those lessons. And there's an old saying that I absolutely love and it goes along the lines of saying, you know, the universe will send you a feather and if you don't notice the feather, then it will send you a brick and if you don't notice the brick, then it will send you a truck. And I guess the whole premise of that is, you know, in life we have little invitations to learn lessons but sometimes we don't come up against ourselves until we are at our own rock bottom. And rock bottom is a terrible place to be, but it's also a very transformative place to be and you can rebuild yourself. And so a couple of lessons that I have learned throughout this really, really tough time include, let's get into it. The first one that I've written down is, it is up to us to really define the definition of what a successful relationship is. We are all brought up with a conscious and subconscious definition of what a successful relationship is. And for most of us, we define it as longevity. It's how long were they together? And if you don't make it all the way till the end, then that is a failed relationship and it is unsuccessful. And what I've learned during this time of becoming single is that's just not the case. It's not the case. Longevity could be one measure for sure, but there are so many other ways to measure if a relationship has been successful. And for me, when I think of my marriage, I think of the gifts. I learned so much about myself. I was able to grow so much in a safe space. I have two amazing children. I've experienced so much love, so many fun times, just, you know, I've had a whole life, a whole lifetime and, you know, not a whole lifetime, but it feels like that. And there's been so much good in it. And sure, we didn't make it all the way till the end. We didn't get to the death do us part area, but in so many other ways we were successful. And so that's been another, that's been a big lesson for me is just reframing what is a successful relationship and rather than measuring it by how long it lasted, measure it by the growth that occurred within that relationship. And I think that it's also successful sometimes to know when something has run its course and despite how painful it can be, to know that it's just not right anymore. 
And you can measure success by so many other things. So yeah, that's one thing that I have learned. And I guess in tying, tying within that theme is also that you can have good and hard. You can have great and not so great all existing within one container. I think people often want to make the assumption that, you know, if a partnership is over, then that must mean that it was all bad or it was all hard or it was all fake, things like that. And it's just not true that, you know, you it doesn't have to be defined by one label. All sorts of different things can exist and then you can still get to a point where you realise that it's just not functioning to the best of its ability anymore and that can be a successful ending as well or a successful transition to a new dynamic, to a new container, a new relationship. The next thing that I have written down is I have really learnt that during hard times, one of the ways that I cope is by over-functioning. And I really learnt a lot about that from Brene Brown and I just love her work. She's amazing. I've mentioned her a couple of times and I read in one of her books about how we often develop a patterned response to anxiety or triggering behaviours. And for some people... We go into like robot mode, over-functioning, carrying, carrying on as normally as possible, ticking tasks off, all that sort of things, all those sorts of things, excuse me. And then the other flip side of that, the other end of that is under-functioning and crumbling and not being able to cope or do anything at all. And so for me, realizing that one of my defaults is to over-function has been really, really powerful because it's allowed me to say to people, like when they say, oh, you're doing so well, I say, oh, I'm over-functioning. I'm really struggling, but I'm over-functioning right now. So please don't take the fact that I'm still showing up and I'm still doing this and I'm still doing that as an indicator of how well I'm actually doing. And knowing that as well has also given me um, just a better sense of myself and also more empathy for other people who also overfunction because it's easy for people to make judgments about how well someone's doing when they don't know the full picture. And so it means during this last year, I've had to really look at myself in times and go, oh, am I feeling this space? Am I overfunctioning because I'm not feeling what I need to feel right now? And that has been a really interesting self-awareness tool. And that has also opened up to allow me that when I do have that little conversation, that little check-in with myself of going, hey, Kylie, are you numbing your hurt? Are you numbing your pain by just getting on with stuff? That has then allowed me to open up and crack open and have those moments where I do let myself really, really feel. And I have had some really hard, shit, sad days I've had moments of just realizing how angry I am or um, how broken I feel at times. There have been definitely days where I have just thought to myself, today is cancelled. And, you know, particularly at the end of last year, there were some days where I would just get the kids to school and then I would come home and I would just get into bed and just cry 
and spend the whole day in bed. And so to be able to get to that place of doing that, that cathartic release, because it is so important to feel what you're feeling, I had to first learn the lesson that I'm Kylie and I am an over-functioner at times. And so that's definitely been a really big learning for me. And like I said, those shit days are so important. And one thing that's helped me a little bit, not a little bit, quite a lot, is really leaning into breathing, meditation, journaling, and mindfulness. Because when I am filling the space with doing tasks or listening to podcasts or audio books, it's at times a way of masking those sad feelings because I guess there is there has been times when I've thought, oh, if I crack and let this sadness out, I may never get up again, which I know is an irrational thought process, but I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And so realizing that I have that tendency to default to that overfunction mode means I can check in with myself and go, oh, I've got to crack open a little bit here. And my tools for doing that have definitely been breathing. I've spoken a lot about the Breathworks class and private tutoring that I've done with Nicola Lay because it's just so cathartic and you just come up against yourself and all of your emotions and your feelings and you then have to hold those feelings and you've got nowhere to go, nowhere nowhere to escape to. So powerful. We actually did a free Breathworks class with Nicola through social media and so many people reached out and just said it was so transformative for them as well. And journaling has been massive, massively powerful for me just to spew out everything that is swirling around my head and that allows me to crack open a little bit. And the other thing is that I have found helpful is actually watching an emotional movie can really help me to get some of my sadness out if I'm having trouble accessing it. If for whatever reason I'm struggling to connect to that sadness to get it out, I've found it helpful to put on a movie that will just help me to have a nice big cry and it's such such a good release. Yeah, like I said, those days where you just cancel the day and you get into bed, they're going to happen. And if you swing more towards the other way of under-functioning, at least you know that this is a response to anxiety or a response to the feelings that you're having and it doesn't mean that you're broken or doesn't necessarily mean that you're depressed. It could just be your patterned behavior response. So it's a big one. The next one that I've written down is another big one. Spoiler alert, they're all big ones. They're all painful is about grief. I had to grieve for the loss of what I had, but I also had to grieve for the loss of the future that I thought I was going to have. Um, And I get emotional every time I think about that because that was really, really hard and it's still hard. And grief, sometimes I think we're kind of told it's a stage that you'll go through. Like, you know, you'll go through the angry stage and then you'll go through grief. But more recently I heard in a podcast, which literally all my sentences start with, well, I heard this in a podcast, um, 
to try and reframe grief and think of it more like waves in the ocean. You know, some days it's like a gentle rolling ripple and then other days it's bigger and it can change day to day. But grieving the loss of what you had and also really grieving the loss of the future that you thought you were going to have because no one enters a marriage, no one ever enters a marriage thinking, I don't think that they do, thinking, oh, this isn't going to be a forever kind of thing. So you do have this future in your head that you need to grieve the loss of and allow yourself to do that. And definitely journaling can be really, really helpful. And speaking of helpful, the next lesson that has been a huge one for me because probably related to the fact that I do tend to overfunction at times is asking for help and allowing help to happen when you need it. It is so important to let people in and to also ask for help when you're struggling. None of us can do it completely alone and it often takes us being vulnerable and asking for help sometimes because it is easy to reply that we're fine, to go into that default mode of I'm fine, I've got this, it's all good, things could be worse, I'm all right, don't worry about me, all of that stuff, especially for women. I mean, we're so conditioned to play the martyr role and so it doesn't come easily at times to ask for help, but it's such a gift when we do. And it's been a huge one for me. Never in my life have I had such a village of supportive women around me. And I feel so lucky with the network of friends that I have. And so grateful that throughout my hard times, I've had the wisdom most of the time to speak up when I need help. There have been nights where I've gotten on the phone with a girlfriend because I'm having a massive panic attack and I can't breathe. You know, and I'll just send a text and say, I I need help right now. Can you jump on a phone call with me? And she will. And, you know, other times where it's just been like, you know what, I'm just not feeling like I can show up for the boys right in this moment. Can you meet me out at the park with your kids? Because I just need a breather. All of those moments of being vulnerable and opening up have been such a gift because it allows it to become a two-way street. You can get help. Someone can really see you for who you are and it can deepen and strengthen the bond that you have with the people in your life. So don't be afraid to ask for help or to accept it when it's offered. It's definitely been a really big life-changing one for me. Next up is something that I have shared before in a journaling podcast and it was surrounding a question that I love to journal about and that question is how am I being complicit in creating the circumstance that I say I don't want and so what that really means is taking ownership for what you say you do want you can't go around saying that you want one thing but then acting another way And I guess what I mean by this is if you want a really good relationship with an ex and you want to be able to co-parent, then you have to live that authentically and you can't compromise what you say that you want. You can't have it both ways. I think that you'll understand what I'm saying there. 
So take ownership for what you say you want and know you cannot control how someone else acts, but all you can do is control how you act and how you show up and hands up, I'll be the first to admit I've not always gotten this right in the last year, but it's something that I have definitely um, improved in and it's the sort of thing that's so important to improve in, particularly when you have kids. Um, so yeah, take ownership for what you say you want and live that authentically with your words and your actions, not just to someone's face, but always the next, oh, this one might make me cry. The next thing that I've written down, um, is one of those things that I referenced at the start of this episode when I said that hearing other women be vulnerable and share their own learnings has really helped me. And this is from a woman by the name of Glennon Doyle, who I would love to get on the podcast. She speaks so beautifully about the topic of how important it is to really role model a full life for your children and to not make them the scapegoat as to why you don't do something, I guess. that's They're not the words that she uses, but in a nutshell... She said in an interview that I heard and also in her book that you can break your kid's heart without breaking them. And that was something that I really needed to hear because you do not, how's this? We all default to speaking very generally when we're uncomfortable. I do feel guilt, of course, about not about the change of family dynamics. Like I don't think anyone could go through a family breakdown, a marriage breakdown, excuse me, and not feel guilt. And so hearing Glennon speak about the fact that you can hurt your children's hearts without completely breaking them was something that I really, really needed to hear. So I wanted to just include that. Um, And then the last thing that I wanted to share with you, the last lesson that I wrote down is hope. Sometimes hope is the thing to cling to when everything is really hard. I've had days where I've been so confused in the last year, you know, really dark days. And I'll say to my friends, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way. Or, you know, if I think, oh, I really want this outcome and I'm hopeful for that outcome. And so many nights my friends have just said to me, Hope's all you've got right now. Like you can hope for that outcome, you know, cross everything and get some sleep hoping. And yeah, it's one of those things that I've been able to lean on when you feel like you can't control certain things. All you can do is hope for the best possible outcome. And it's not always the outcome. It might not always be the outcome that you desire that you get, but then you just have to hope that it is for the best. And so... In keeping with the theme of hope, I hope that by me sharing a couple of these lessons that I have learned with you, there's been at least one person out there who's taken something from these little notes that I've jotted down and that I've tried to record this exact episode several times. It's not a perfect episode, but none of them are. (laughs) And if you're still listening to episode 82, then you already know that by now, you know, none of these episodes are perfect, but hey, they're done. So I appreciate you listening. It would mean the world to me 
If you take a screenshot of this episode, pop it up on your Instagram stories. Please tag me at Kylie Camp so I can see what you're up to and how you're listening to this episode. I appreciate you allowing me into your day via your phone. Thank you so much. And just lastly, one other thing that I will add to this episode is if you are going through a hard time right now, please do not be afraid to reach out for help. Whether it's picking up the phone and ringing a family member, a friend, or whether it's booking into your GP and seeing a therapist, a psychologist, whatever, however, whatever feels best for you, investing time and resources into yourself is so important and you don't have to struggle alone. And if you're not sure where to start, you can always send us an email, which is hello at thekindparentingcompany.com and we will do our best to provide you with some more resources. Thank you and take care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.